Sweat Equity Podcast, the number one comedy business podcast in the world, pragmatic entrepreneurial <laughs> advice with real raw dog talk. With it, with it. Uh, well, I'm I said gi- that last time. Stop doing it. I'm in a giggly mood because we have our friend, stand-up comedian, radio host on 102.5 The Bone in Tampa Bay, Johnny B. Johnny B. Uh, comedy.com. If you want to check him out, and soon be on OnlyFans. Um, you'll find out what that means if you listen to the episode. You can probably figure it out. <laughs> We're 2020, 2020's best small, medium enterprise business advisory podcast in the United States. If you like this podcast, go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You said the same shit last time. Subscribe. Too. What is that? <laughs> give us that five star, homie, and write a little review. Uh, that all helps the podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. We're on everything. If we're not on Stitcher. if we're not on it, let us know. We'll get on it. This episode of Sweat Equity is brought to you by Grasshopper. Try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Gets you $75 off an annual plan. What's Grasshopper? It's a, the entrepreneur's phone app. Uh, uh. You need you need uh, you need a different phone number for your side hustle. Don't use a Google Voice number because if you try to advertise with it, it'll shut down. By the way, if I'm calling some business or someone who's got an Etsy store, I got a problem. <laughs> I, I I got someone with my turquoise jewelry. Something went wrong, mm-hmm. and it goes to a Google Voice. I'm gonna think you're a jabroni. Trygrasshopper.com/sweat. Seventy-five dollars off an annual plan. Look, that's an eighth and a half. Yeah. In my world, Matt, that's how I do it. Right. Uh, Trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat is the only way you can get that discount, 75 bucks off an annual plan from this podcast. It helps us out, helps you out. Let's get this party started. Howdy, Tony. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my, my sweat equity. What about my sweat equity? I want. I want to. All right, we're recording. But what what are you using to get the the bottom line scroll going? If for people that are listening, right? Uh, well, Johnny B's got this scroll like an ESPN ticker for his yeah uh, for his well, uh, social. <laughs> so I'm using a program called Sparko Cam, um, and reason being because I'm using a Canon M50 as my webcam. And if you know anything about, uh, you know, regular cameras, they, after 30 minutes, they'll stop. Mm. Like they, they, you can't just keep using them as a, as a streaming camera or even to record uh, video. It records 4k, but because of some tax law with camcorders and regular DLS, DLSRs, whatever, um, they, they have a setting where they'll turn off after 30 minutes, but with Sparko cam, ah. It goes into the settings for you, the program, and it leaves it open to stream as a webcam. So now you have, you know, a, a nice Canon M50, you know, quality webcam. I don't even have a, I just have the regular factory lens on it. If I had a better lens on it, it would really give that depth of feel and blur the background and make it look super sexy like the YouTubers do and all that. But uh, it's good enough for what I use it for. You know, I go live on 1025 The Bone. Wednesday nights, I broadcast from my home studio and during the pandemic when it was really locked down um i was i think i broadcasted from home five nights a week for about four months so yeah yeah uh, throw your plugs audio version of them uh before we get into it but i I want more i've got more av questions yeah about this no that was the law that did it Uh, audio plugs, uh, or, well, or just, uh, just for the audio listeners, I'm saying, Hey, like, audio uh, Hello, <laughs> people, it's better for you that you're not looking at me. We'll say that. So I disagree. The, the B in Johnny B stands for beautiful. Oh my God. People don't know that. Kiss ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It also stands for bacon and baloney and big, uh, all the other things. I mean, for a big man, I guess I'm a bukkake all day long. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. That's how um, we met. <laughs> yeah, we're we're the only two white guys. <laughs> why why you here? I, mean, I don't know. I thought it was crab like night. Craigslist ad. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, All right. So uh, if you're uh, in the Tampa you Bay, social. Yeah. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, you're on one or two five FM. The Bone. 
which mm-hmm. is now simulcasted if you want to go on the website, right? And you can listen. Anybody can listen um, from anywhere. Well, yeah, we have the we have the bone app. So if you yeah. you know if you're into the applications on your uh, phones and whatnot, it's uh, iOS, Android, pretty much everything. Google Play, you can go search 102.5 The Bone, and the app's free, and you can stream any of the shows uh, at your leisure. The the replays are looping 24 hours a day. There's also the clip of the day. Uh, you could also hear the Johnny B Show clip of the day as a podcast. They're about 15 minutes long. If you subscribe on any podcast platform. Just search Johnny B show clip of the day. Boom. There you go. You'll get 15 minutes of hijinks with me and old William Koontz, my co-host slash only producer slash only person on my show because I'm nighttime radio and we have the budget of pretty much a homeless trailer person. So uh, I have just me and one other guy. I, wanna, I, wanna, other I got questions about that grind. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny uh-huh. is uh, that is my Twitter. And uh, oh, yeah. Johnny B comedy.com is a website yeah. where you can get everything. You yeah. go there and you get, uh, you know, you can get the links to Instagram, Johnny B Tampa, TikTok, Johnny B Tampa, uh, you know, only fans, all that stuff. Yeah. All, all that good dude stuff. i'm gonna get one i'm swear i'm gonna get, kill I'm, it dude i'm what? teasing but i'm going like i've been talking about this for years and i am there now i am ready i should have done it at the beginning of the lockdown but i am ready to just take off my clothes and start smashing public cakes on my belly yeah. I, i'm done i have fart no into the cakes pie. all that whatever they want man i'm sick of it yeah. you know what i mean there's some there is an audience for me somewhere on exactly. some South Pacific Island that would give me 30 bucks a month to watch me do the sick crap that I want to do. And I am, I'm tired of the struggle. It's time, you know, tell you what time. you're doing it anyways, you know, like just, yeah, <laughs> you're doing it, but just not recording it. You know, right. You're exactly. paid for it. You paid for it. Uh-huh. Dude, I just, I just poured uh, shrimp pasta all over my face for nobody but me i know Uh, jerk off uh good good choice in shrimp on that one uh thank you but yeah the uh the the only thing what we'll say is if you do if you actually do it go aaron carter style uh Mm -hmm. do you know what he was doing no please (laughs) tell tampa's own celebrity uh brother of nick carter solo artist fans uh apparently he was um on OnlyFans or fans only, I always mess that up. Definitely uh, OnlyFans. OnlyFans, and uh, I guess fans was, only is for ceiling fans. And you, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're getting a lot of traffic. Dan's fans. <laughs> they're getting yeah, they're getting a lot of ceiling fan. Like, huh? Um, as uh, he would do a song. Look, times are tough. Look on everybody. Uh, but he was doing he was doing a song, and then apparently he'd like jerk off. <laughs> oh, on there, yeah. During the song? I mean, I only watched it like or, five times, but it was like, you know. After the song. Uh, no, the song he, first. Like act two. The song is the opener. If he was only doing uh, Backstreet Boys songs while he did it, it would be even better. Though. Oh, you I, know what I mean? It, yeah. It, I, I don't know if there's copyright thing like YouTube. <laughs> My mind is exploding with possibilities of jokes from Backstreet Boys songs. Yeah. Uh, they're back. I want you All back. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't even, my mind can't process it. Yeah. The, I heard that and I was like, wow, I was, you know, COVID hurt everybody, uh, you know, a present company included. And when I heard that, I was like, it's not so bad. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not there. You know, uh, I'm close. Guy. I'm getting there. I haven't had a, like well, you're a, edging. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I, um, I was working two jobs for like the last eight years doing nighttime radio and I still had a day job. Uh, as a poker dealer, I've done that for over 20 years and, you know, stand up comedy for 20 years. I do that on the weekends as much as possible. Um, but I stopped the poker dealing at the first of the year. And so I've just been doing like freelance voiceover work and things like that and just grinding it. But I'm at the point now where the money is starting to get it's getting lower and lower every month. It's like, OK, I'm not broke yet, but I can see broke. It's right there. If right. I want to get there, I could just reach right down and it's right there. So I'm like joking around and honestly the only fans thing i was kidding around with a couple of girls that i know that are professional webcam girls that's what they do and i was kidding around i said yeah i'm gonna start smashing cakes on my belly like and one of them called me like an hour after the show and she's like are you are you serious about that can i i can help you and i go i said it was a joke and she goes johnny you'll make a quarter million dollars a year and i was like well okay i was like it doesn't matter I was like, cakebelly.com would do that? And she's like, yeah, do it. 
And I was like, okay. And I, I laughed it off. That was like two years ago. But I've been thinking more and more about it. And here's the thing, fellas, you can block, like, you know, tech, you can block like the US from even seeing it. I mean, if somebody really wants to see it, they could get on. Yeah, you but know, like the that, VPN. But I, 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 yeah, yeah, if I'm talking market share wise, you don't want to block it out. I yeah, mean, look, that's where the money's well, at. The only reason you're not in. what's the okay, let's let's talk you through it. Let's try to push you through because we'll we'll be we'll buy a subscription on the sweat equity company account. We'll create, oh, you're gonna be a sponsor. No, we'll okay. we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll 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 subscribe. <laughs> I'll have a special sweat sweat equity cake that I'll uh, maybe you know, maybe we'll buy some ads through that. Maybe some product placement <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. That would be right bad. On my titties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's really stopping you from doing it is other than I guess it's got to be other than like, pride. Yeah, but and decency and all that. Bullshit. You got to remember twenty years of stand up, and then what seven or ten <laughs> of radio? Like you're. Yeah. Look, my I tell everybody like they try to like you ever have this where people are trying to like embarrass you about anything yeah. like talk shit that are, are like non-comedy not in that world at all and i'm like i know like, you don't find that funny i'm like yeah i'm I, like you, there's nothing you can say that would right it's like me. go ahead try and hurt my feelings <laughs> right I'm, i dare I'm you dead on the inside all the time like people are like johnny you should get into a roast i'm like yeah the thing is like i wouldn't even know if they were doing well or not because the things i say about myself like not only even on a daily basis on it hourly basis the things i say in my head about me are so brutal there's nothing you can write that would offend me and yeah you, like when i was dealing poker somebody would crack a joke about me on the table and it got to the point where i would just i would give them a warning i go is this what you want to do right <laughs> now? yeah it's not gonna work out for you because i mean i'm gonna hurt you i will hurt you right like in, internally it's gonna it's gonna stay with you nothing i'm teflon when it comes to whatever you have for me there's nothing and you're you get it show me pictures of my ex-wife banging somebody i already have those pictures that's fine exactly I, I, they're in a spank bank a literal bank <laughs> of photos because they're older yeah they're printed out i've got the negatives uh, yeah, it's my, it's the johnny b cut cam i got them at eckerd's i got them printed out at eckerd's <laughs> eckerd's one <laughs> hour developing man hell yeah uh but that um what's stopping you from doing it i mean other than the, I would say, I, I'm going to guess, because you got an awesome, one thing about you, uh, let me set the table. So I met Johnny B when I was 19 doing my first open mic. Here's how I met him. I was doing it. <laughs> they used to do it at the Tampa Improv, and, and they do it once a month. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things, like a bringer open mic almost, like bring as many people. And I was, I was so green, I just told everybody to come with my buddy, uh, Brendan T. Gleason. So we're both doing it. Uh, did about nine Jaeger bombs upstairs uh, at Adobe Gila's. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's now this like a cantina. It's been the same Doesn't thing. Doesn't matter at all. I like the details of it. Uh, um, and then, like, I, I think I'm doing well. And I hear, <laughs> like, a, a sarcastic laugh in the back. <laughs> and that's how I met Johnny B. <laughs> uh yeah. basically no and it's truth fine. teller no but i needed that that's the thing is like yeah i i know it wasn't crushing it right and i know what i was doing was okay like for my first time fine like way better than i thought but i knew it wasn't that good i knew i was pull, just really pulling from not a lot of life experience so you know it's five minutes too yeah. and it was a lot of my friends in the crowd you know mm -hmm. uh and i remember you and tony god were like nah you're, oh, you need man. to work on some shit. I was like, ah, cool. yeah, okay. Because the That's second time, because the second time, it was more of that. But no, I, I look. That's a blessing. I see that as a good thing. Uh, I didn't take it because I played sports. I wasn't like these guys are dicks. I just go, okay, I need to get better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of dicks, but not like. What are you gonna do? You're another adult male that doesn't not deal know. breaking dicks. Yeah, it wasn't like it was like okay, well, well my yeah. friends are dicks. You know, just not. I, I, yeah. I feel like I the mean, uh, when you do comedy and you have a, some kind of sports background because you've had that kind of shit talk to you, that mm -hmm. uh, not kind of like tennis or golf or anything. No. Like, yeah. Uh, but like, um, you know, contact sports, real sports. Yeah. yeah Somewhere you, you could get hurt. And there's a lot of downtime where you have to talk shit because uh, yeah. you've got nothing else going on. Yeah. It's like, that's that thing of like, okay, I'll just, I'll prove them wrong. You know, that, that kind of thing. 
Uh, still haven't yeah. yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, another uh, thing I had kind of in uh, a thought I had when you're talking about, <laughs> I've done this where you're like, do you really want to go there? Do you want to heckle? You really want to life heckle me? Uh, and then I have nothing in the chamber ready. Have you ever had that? Where you, you're like, because in five minutes, yeah. I'm going to really lay into you. Because you're used to being able to do it. And then you're like, do you really want to go? Do you want to do that? And then they'll, they'll try you. And you're like, this just keep saying, do you really want to? I had do, are you sure? I, I zoned out. Are you sure? But if anybody wants the tip on really digging in. So this, this shows businessy kind of pragmatic advice. That's why I want to get more of that info on the camera stuff. Cause we get asked all the time, what's the stuff I need to get a podcast going, but, mm-hmm. but this will work in the conference room. Too. But, well, yeah, this work. works, this works in any kind of conflict thing where you need to chew on someone is don't go for the first thing. Don't go for the thing. That's obvious. Go for the third or fourth thing. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. pointed that out to me and I was like, uh, dead on dead nuts on, you know, like if I, if we're chewing back and forth and I'm calling you big, that's easy. Like, yeah, you've already got yeah. stuff prepped, right? So most well, people, yeah, do. I'm way better at fat jokes than you are. Like, there's right. no way. Yeah. So or just anybody that's big. They've already, they, they're doing that. They've thing heard we're talking about, you know, it, that self, uh, yeah, that self kind of argument before the argument happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying like, go for that. Like, oh, well, you're <laughs> uh, the ex-wife, you know, getting bottomed out. That kind of thing. If that yeah, was true. And, and, and that, that's what makes me such a, like a, just a, a verbal assassin too, is I was married to a really evil lady that came from uh, a long line of evil. And <laughs> like, their specialty was knowing how to say the thing that would hurt you the most. Like they know, they knew how to like deep dive into your soul and find something in there, like a memory from your childhood or something that really, mm-hmm. really like penetrates everything about you to where you go, oh, oh, but I got so smart to it after like 10 years. I knew it was <laughs> after coming. After 10 years. So after 10 years. Yeah, that's about right. I was ready. That's you know what I mean? So she would hit me with something like, I swear to you, like my mom died while I was doing a show at the improv. Oh, right. God. Oh no. And then like a month later, she got mad about something stupid. And she goes, yeah, well you were the only one of your siblings that was telling jokes when your mom was taking her last <laughs> breath. Oh, fuck. And like Jeez. if I was a normal person, <laughs> that would have that really screwed me up. But I, I knew it was coming like for a month. I was like, she's going to chamber up my mom. That's going to happen. Yeah. And then she threw it at me and I went, you're, you're powerless against me anymore. I uh, saw that one coming. And she's like, what took so long? True. It's true. And when our dog died, it, it, it hurt me more than when you'll die. And I went, well, that was a reach. Okay. All right. And it just got to the point where it was like, you know. Sounds I, like a you problem. Yeah. 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 And I would just go, you're an alcoholic. And I would walk away and she's like, ah, because it was true. And I was like, hi. But yeah, I mean, it's when it comes to uh, if, if you're going to, uh, you know, go into the realm of uh, verbal, you know, combat. And yeah, don't go for the easiest thing. That's great advice. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know who said it, who or where I heard it, but I was like, oh, I'm I'm remembering that. That is that is the best like roast battle. If you ever do a roast battle, <laughs> if you ever have to roast the boss, uh, I don't recommend it. You know. Um, yeah, that never. That's not ever a good idea. Or are you? Or the opposite, where people try to roast someone for like doing a wedding speech. I don't get that. You're like, you're going too hard in the paint. Yeah. You, you know, like, <laughs> my big moment. It's supposed to be pretty this light. My time. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to remember this forever. Alan was a real shithead banging yeah. a lot of fours and fives yeah. <laughs> around New Orleans. Let me tell you. Yeah. Hey, you guys had open bar, not me. This is what's happening now. I don't know. <laughs> this chick, she's, she's a bit all right. But Alan, this guy used to love some meth. You're like, whoa, yeah. dude, what the fuck? Nana's here. Yeah. Um, oh man, real real quick. Uh, this this was pretty cool. I actually officiated a wedding a couple of years ago um, for a couple of friends of mine, and they wanted me to be funny. No, right? they wanted me to just no. kind of like. Yeah, I, they I had the same request just, when I did one. I was like, nope. <laughs> oh no, no. And, and these these two are very funny people. They they know me very well. So they're like, yeah, just just be yourself, but just be sarcastic and whatever whatever you want to do, just free flow, just. So I go, okay, well, I didn't think about 
how many people are at the wedding had no idea I'm a comedian, <laughs> no idea who I am. Yeah. They thought I was like a priest. <laughs> the like, biggest dick of all time. <laughs> I show up in a suit. I got a fake like Bible, you know, and and I start like marrying these two people and I almost got murdered, right? Because I, you know, I, I just start off and it's this beautiful setting, you know, and I, it was like, like at this museum in Sarasota where, you know, the, the Ringling Brothers the, Museum. No, it's where they have the, uh, the manatees uh, in a big aquarium. If you've ever been there and one of them died, he like killed himself, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Snooty was like sure. a, a celebrity manatee. <laughs> yeah, that was, I believe name. you. I Snooty, it died. Like it got trapped in like a vent or something in the aquarium and died like a month before the wedding. <laughs> so I'm roasting this it's dead man. <laughs> yeah. Curators, they are getting super pissed off because apparently this person had a deep, long love for Snooty. But I start this, this officiating <laughs> off and I go, dearly beloved, we've gathered here clearly to watch these two morons make a mistake. And this old lady right in the front just gasped. <gasps> <gasps> and I hear somebody in the back go, I'm gonna kill this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, so I just had to own it at that point. And yeah, I just be the heel. I roasted them. Oh my God, it was great. And then, like, afterwards, uh, the best man, who's one of my best friends in the world, he steps up and he goes, Johnny B is a comedian. Uh, da 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 da. You know, just, and then you heard people kind of like breathing sighs of relief. And then they, then those sons of bitches go, he's also a singer and he's going to be singing for the reception. I'm like, I am? Oh, oh shit. I put on a concert, you know? And they're like, what is going on? Our preacher is a comedian and a singer. What is going on? He's a five-tool player? What? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. And then I did, uh, you just I did? did a jump rope expo outside. You know, like, <laughs> Dutch, baby, let's do this. No, it, was, it was weird. It was, it was fun, though. Uh, you just uh, did... You just sang the national anthem. You are multi-talented. Oh yeah. Uh, you you know cake smashing on your own uh, on right. your own penis. If you, I mean incorporate the singing into that. Uh, Ooh yeah. Red, white, and blue now cake. A, now we got a hook for you. Okay. There yeah, you go. That. There's your angle. The national anthem is very controversial right now too in this day and age. Some people sure. think it's horrible. So I mean, I can really hit so many levels of emotion. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so you tell us about mm. that experience because that's one of those things. I'm sure if you got paid, it wasn't much. I'm sure I didn't. I didn't right. get paid at all. But it's one of those um, things where um, I like when you get those those things in life where you're like, this kind of frightens me to do it. I'm gonna do it because it frightens me. I'm sure that was kind of what's up with that. I know you've sung yeah. at a few other things, but this is in, for people not uh, in the Tampa Bay area, it's where the Bucks play. It was for, uh, what, uh, Monster uh, Monster Jam. Monster, Monster Jam. Jam. I did all three days. I, I thought they wanted me to sing it once, and then I show up. On, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, and um, and what happened was they called like uh, promotions uh, at the at the radio station, you know, the company I work for, and they were like, "We're looking for a singer for the national anthem." And then one of the promotions managers said, "We have one of our radio personalities that's that's a singer," and and they were like, "Well, okay, can you send us like a demo or something?" So the late they like cc'd me on an email, and I was like, "I don't really have anything of me singing." I, so I just went in my phone and I found a video that my brother did of me singing at a karaoke show like uh, like three years ago. And I'm hammered in this video. I mean, wasted. I'm singing like Etta James at last. And, you know, even though I'm wasted, nice. it sound, sounded pretty good, you know. So I just forward her this email. And you can hear people in the background just like cussing and everything else. It's crazy, you know, and. And then she immediately sends it back. She goes, you're in, you know, be there Friday night. So when I showed up, they were like, all right, cool. So you're good with doing it Saturday and Sunday too. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was one of those bucket list type of things. Cause I've sang the national anthem at like high school baseball tournaments and, and smaller venues and things. And, and, uh, I always thought like, how cool would it be to do it at like Raymond James stadium, yeah. like Whitney Houston, you know? And, uh, 
and it was, that was so well. That was the summer. That was a yeah, different one. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were going to close the Tampa Stadium. Yeah. I know, I know. Now it's a parking the, lot. The old sombrero. Yeah, and she's anyway, dead too. Yeah. And she's dead. Yeah, and I'm Thanks. basically there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I wanted to, I wanted to find the red, white, and blue tracksuit. <laughs> it's the same and, one. And the headband, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then and lip sync. I'm sure uh, Titus O'Neil, who's standing next to you, would have found that respectful. <laughs> my God. Well, the first night, Friday, the biggest black man of all time. Dude, I get there Friday um, when I'm singing it. There's there's another very handsome black gentleman sitting standing next to the stage with a lovely lady, and he has a mask on. Everybody has a mask on, you know. And I'm like, he looks so familiar, but I can't tell with the mask on who he is. You know, he's about six two, well built man. Derek Brooks. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I would have known. I would have known. Yeah, uh, but I, uh, I I I say to one of the uh, the promotions managers or whatever, I said. I said, who, who's the guy standing next to the stage? He goes, oh, that's Carlton Davis III. And I went, oh. oh. So, you know, I mean, I'm one of the biggest Bucks fans in the history of the world. So War Eagle, too. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, oh, yes, exactly, yeah. baby. Yeah, you saw we, we, we drafted another War Eagle. I saw him. Now, KJ Britt, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so. Well, technically, like, he's a tiger because that stupid shit War Eagle is a saying. It's not even like a mascot. You're <laughs> no, Auburn Tigers, no, have, but you say War Eagle. We have three no mascots, reason. guys. Three mascots. What's the third one? Plainsman. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to. That's Yeah, and Alabama just has an elephant that's on its period. I have no idea <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Uh, and the but, Crimson uh, Tide, so they got two, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't get it. So, so I was, like, kind of fanboying out, and then when I got done singing, he, like, he gave me a little fist bump. He goes, you killed a dog. And I was like, and then I, I wanted to say something really <laughs> like cool, you know, like in my head, I was going to say, man, now we both destroyed it in this stadium, <laughs> homie. But instead, instead, I just went, thank you. And I walked <laughs> off. And in my head, all I could think was, yeah, it's Carlton Davis III. But could you imagine if it would have been Derek Brooks or would have been Tom Brady or Gronk? Mm -hmm. You know, I may have just pissed all over myself. <laughs> Uh, but I held it together. And then, yeah, the Sunday was when Titus O'Neill was there. And the thing that was cool about him was, um, like, I knew that, like, I was on Facebook with him, but I thought I was, like, on his fan page. I didn't realize I was actually on his personal Facebook. So when he walked up, I go, hey, Titus, um, I'm Johnny B. <laughs> like a I little kid the, on Christmas. Yeah, I said, I work at the Bone, and I know he's friends with, like, the daytime host. I know he's friends with Mike Calta and Drew Garabo and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, you know, I, I go, yeah, I work at night at the Bone. I know you know, you know. And he goes, Johnny B., I know who you are. And I went, oh, huh? nice. Yeah. I go, you cool. know who I am? And he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, yeah, this is great, man. And I'm like, oh. And then my, you know, it was one of those things where I go, holy crap, he knows who I am. But that, that. It happens a lot in Tampa. I still refuse to believe I'm famous, but it seems like people know who I am, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I sang it. The best thing, though, the best thing that happened, I'm singing the national anthem on the Saturday night show, and I look out, and out of the box, Jason Light, GM for the Bucks, uh -huh. has a Bud Light in his hand. He looks at me after, you know, I'm, I'm like waving at the crowd, and gives me, and points to me like, good job. And I was like, oh, you're getting a tryout, dude. Seriously, that's one of the things I want to do now. I want to sing the national anthem at the Bucks game. You could make it happen. I mean, well, I just got I just got informed yesterday. It's going to happen. Um, the Rowdies want me to come sing it. Yeah, and, nice. And I believe I'm going to be doing it for the Rays. But the Rays aren't allowing people to sing in person. They're doing the video like what? you sing in your video. What? And they'll, they'll do me. I know. Because I would, I'd really like there's, some free tickets. I mean, this joke's been done a lot in this area, but th there's not going to be a lot of people at the stands. Attendance anyway. like, was unaffected by we, COVID. Yeah, we were already COVID. You know, that's what I'm saying. They're allowing nine thousand people, and that that was like the biggest hacky joke last season. Was like sure. nobody at the race games. Mm -hmm. We're right. used to that. I'm like, yeah. Okay, all right, stop it. We do have really good t uh, TV attendance, so like the you know Rays have like some of the best in the country because we're Floridians. We like to sit on the couch and drink beer and. You know, and, and in the air condition and, and enjoy it for, for free. I like that can, you threw so. that out there as a small uh, team insecurity because normally one of us might do it. 
<laughs> we're like, hey, yeah. TV market's still pretty good, all right? Like, we, we got <laughs> real fans, I swear. It's just, <laughs> traffic sucks to get to a game at 7. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's true. I mean, and the experience is bad. That is dumb, though. What? Not letting the guy who's singing the national anthem into the game, but they got 9,000 fans. Yeah. Hey, whatever, man. You know, I, it's I mean, whatever they want. You know, It's not so, the same I mean, experience for you, though. You know, I mean, that's a major league baseball oh, I, game. Yeah. It's, 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 it would be way cooler Ooh. if you could do it in person. Put, yeah. Do a feed of your OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of I, no, I, I do the real one, but then I accidentally send them the wrong file. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be great. And now for your national anthem, <laughs> local comedian and radio personality, Johnny Bell. Bell, Bell, Bell. Here, here's something that's kind of cool about doing <laughs> about doing this show. So I was talking to you on the phone a couple weeks ago. You're doing corporate uh stuff now right i uh yeah yeah my my stand-up uh i was talking to you about that and uh because i mean i've been you know for years uh known as one of the dirtier comics you know sure done a bunch of like little tours called the down and dirty shows and and it's great for some crowds love it but then i was losing out on a ton of money because you know people want to book somebody that can do a pg or a corporate set and I was always one of these artists that was like, I'm not going to sway from what I do, bro. But then somebody offered me like 1400 bucks and I had to turn it down. I was like, you know, what? it's time to write some different stuff or yeah. at least a, a version of my set. Like, I don't, it's not different material. I just tone down some of the material I already have and it works. Yeah. Well, Mike Berbiglia talks about uh, not, not being dirty and his whole, whole kind of mantra is like, uh, Think, think, fuck, don't say fuck, kind of thing. But he's kind of flipped. Right. The last one I, the, the last oh, really? special I saw, yeah. it was like some family brought their kid in, and he like front row, and he's like, "Oh, this is this is different than well, what you're used to." He got four solid hour specials, you know, four different. Oh, I love Mike. That yeah. We're clean, yeah. you know. Uh, what what I was saying is, um, we so after that, I hit up uh, uh, Patrick Keene, who's been booking a lot of corporate events. And so I'm going to put y'all together because we were talking to him on this podcast about what he's been doing. And, uh, he kind of doubled down on doing corporate zoom shows as comics. And he's had this kind of, you know, uh, this kind of thing on top of him being a writer, a stand up comic, he's been doing this thing on the side and he just kind of ran with it. And then I was like, when you talk to me about it on the phone, I was like, Oh, well, uh, let me. I, uh, he he'll randomly hit me up with all this cool Bucks gear that he just sees all the time. Like right. I'll get a three a.m. text and it'll be like some creamsicle Bucko Bruce like Cadillac or something like uh, interior design. So I'm, nice. I'm gonna remind me to put y'all together if I don't uh, do that uh, later. Yeah. Tonight. But um, I thought that was kind of cool because it was kind of like we never really brokered anything on this show like that. So I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, we'll see if it happens. <laughs> We'll see if I get ADD and forget. Um, That's me, dude. I, I got like 19 different projects going on right now, and I'm not even 30% done on any of them. That's just classic me. So I'm actually getting ready to launch a, a new streaming show, Bucks streaming show on, on BucksReport.com uh, called Out of Bounds with Johnny B. They wanted my comedic take on Bucks stuff. And so now I'm creating uh, StreamYard, you know, uh, backgrounds and quarter panels and all i'm i'm now i'm doing artwork i'm doing that Dude, i started customizing shoes a couple of weeks ago because i went down a youtube rabbit hole so now i just made a uh, custom air force ones like it's crazy uh-huh. all the stuff i'm doing it, and and if i could just stick to like two things and be really really good at them and finish them i'd probably be super successful but uh yeah i'm doing like a million things add i have no idea i'm hey. probably something right now that's burning (laughs) it's that shrimp pasta it's really um it's really like i i get that way too and lately i've been really trying to put myself in check and go like don't spread yourself too thin because you end up becoming miserable you know when you get stressed out you're not really you're doing all those things at 10 percent. you know yeah um and so it's really like yeah focus on like four or five things you can handle now and then you can add shit later but but the only fans you do have to make that yeah, number that, 20 yeah, seriously that's a money maker. that could be number one yeah, that's a revenue nothing stream. else yeah 
Yeah, I mean, for a while, like when I when I first was talking about it with those girls, my son was still at home. You know, he was like a senior in high school, and I was like, I can't embarrass him. But now he's twenty one. You know, he's like a senior in college, so it is. I don't think he would be embarrassed. He'd be like, "Yeah, my dad smashes cakes on his tits, but uh, do you see what he drives?" And be like, "Right, your dad's pretty dope." And let's put it let's put it this way: You're a good dad. You should get some life credit points because your son was a badass defensive end football player or tackle. Well, well, he's a left tackle and could have played at the next level and decided to get he could get an academic scholarship, right? Yeah, I made sure that uh, you know he kept in in his uh, academics like. Uh, he was in honors classes from sixth grade on, and I told him never, ever falter when it comes to your grades because that, that's where the cream is going to rise to the top because you never know what's going to happen with athletics, and there's so many good athletes. You know, we even moved to South Tampa so he can go play at Plant. Hated it. Hated Coach Wiener. Hated the whole thing. Moved I tried to, to put you all together. <laughs> I know. My former coach, yeah. But, I yeah, mean, so, look, he makes, he makes people into – Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he he just had like uh, really unfortunate injury problems once he got to high school, and so then he ended up going back. We moved back to Brandon so he could go finish out at Bloomingdale, and just it got to the point. Yeah, yeah. So it got to the point where he was like, "Look, I've had straight A's since fifth grade. I'm in all these honors classes. I'm I'm uh, I'm in line to get the Bright Future scholarship, so I don't want to play football anymore." And I was like, my heart was like, "Ouch." You know, because the kid's six foot, almost six, six at the time. He was like three ten, you yeah. know, and he's just a monster. And, you know, he's being looked at by everybody. He was like being looked at in seventh grade. You know, he was getting high schools were walking him through the facilities and stuff. So it was like that's some Leonard Fournette shit. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless so you like, signed him in seventh grade. <laughs> I'm serious. So I like I wanted to see him play on Saturdays, you know, and then you never know, maybe on Sundays one day. But at the same time, you know, you got to be a dad before, you know, you're trying to be the football dad. You know, it's like, all right, well, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Well, so look, it's what I, you did the right thing. And I've known you sacrifice, you know, some of the stand-up career, uh, some things along the way to make sure yeah. you were there for him. So here's what I'm saying. You built up a lot of dad credit. Now, the, now it's now, time to cash it in. Now it's time to cash Literally. It in. And now you're right, dude. You're right, because I – I don't know if you knew this, but I turned down like probably the most lucrative uh, opportunity in my life was uh, when when Ralphie May was alive mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I was I was his southeast opener like he yeah. used re- wow. regional openers. So like if he was out west, he used Ari Shafir or Gary Cannon when yeah. he was up north. He used the Bash Brothers and, uh, you know, so. Uh, in like in Midwest Nashville, used Billy Wayne Davis, but I was his guy down here and we became good friends. And then one day we're doing uh, hard rock live in Orlando. And he says, why don't you just do the whole tour, man? Oh like, my God. We'll do a hundred. We'll, we'll just, just be my regular guy. We'll do 150 Damn. shows a year, you know, or 300 shows a year. I don't know. It was a bunch of shows a year. And he goes, you know, I'll pay you what I pay you for every show for the whole tour. Dude, he was paying me like, yeah. a lot yeah his like, his the the rumor with him was he always paid everybody well unbelievably well right like, and like, un- unheard of and unheard of like i, yeah. I want to say he gave me money one time and he wasn't even on the show just for being there he That's was watching burt's show and i was opening for burt and he was just yeah. hanging out dude <laughs> and i think he gave me a tip yeah he, uh, he's one of yeah. the few people like lonnie love a co- I, there's like a handful of people that have given me a tip for being like the opener or guest set and it's right. like, it's such a badass move because he yeah. gets it, you know? Um, yeah. But he offered me the whole tour and I had to turn it down because I was, I was a single dad at the time. You know, oh. I couldn't, I couldn't bail on my son. So he said to me, he says, ah, oh, that's okay, baby, baby. I appreciate that. He goes, as soon as he goes to college, the offer is always there. I'm like, thank you. And then, then you know, unfortunately he, he passed away years, right yeah, as my yeah. son was graduating high school, uh, which, you know, I, I would rather Pro- have Ralphie back and not have that deal, but <laughs> Probably, like, well, he probably, he probably died. Not have your son graduate high school. Maybe he didn't like your, uh, your material and he killed himself just so you oh didn't have to God. take you on the road. <laughs> but not only that, like he had, a, he had a six months, uh, residency. He just signed in Vegas at the South, uh, South, whatever, uh, casino, that newer one. And it was, I could have been back. I've lived in Vegas twice and I loved it, but you know, I came back here for, you know, uh, opportunities, you know, that, that arose, but, 
I would, I mean, I would have, I would have loved it. Went back, especially with no children. Give me Vegas with no anchor. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, were you on that cruise ship when he got real sick that one yes, time? Yes. I was his opener for that. That's when we first met. And that's how I became his regular opener because he, I guess he felt bad that he got sick. And I, he, he, I got a message. It was the weirdest thing. I got a DM on Twitter from him. Yeah. And it's like, was it like 2014, like, hey, 2015, something like that. No, no, 2011. Oh, really? So, okay. Uh, yeah. So he, he DM me on Twitter and he's like, Hey, you, you kind of got screwed. You didn't get to open for a real show. And he goes, uh, I have these blood clots in my lungs, so I can't fly for a few weeks. So I'm booking shows all over Florida. Do you want to open for me? I'm doing a show tomorrow. Uh, a pop-up show at the improv it was like a tuesday sold it out oh like yeah hours. i remember this yeah 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 so i go yeah so i show up open for him uh have a i have a, a good set you know everything worked out his, his crowds were the easiest to do stand-up for because it's like going to a brian you know opening for brian regan or somebody like that the crowds show up ready to laugh like they're almost you know, like on the edge of their seats before they even sit down like <laughs> they're ready you know yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. fat guy at a buffet like you can't lose so like his crowds were awesome. Like you just do your set and you, and it's hard to have a bad set. So he, he loved me and then invited me the next night. We went to like Sarasota and then he just started booking these shows. And the guy was, he just got out of the, like, out of the ICU with like blood clots in his lungs. He's on all these blood thinners and everything. But yeah, that's how that kind of steamrolled. And it got to the point where even after he went back to LA or Nashville, he had a house in each, each and, uh, I got a, you know, like a call from his manager. It's like, Hey, Ralphie wants to know if you want to open again. I was like, what? That's awesome. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's how that, that's how that happened, but it's weird how things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to keep grinding it out. The, um, the, the one thing, cause we got to close it out. Uh, the one thing I want to make sure we ask you and we ask everybody on the show is, uh, what advice would you give your 13 year old self? Oh boy. On what? Women? You, career? Here, here's the scenario. You can get in like a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure phone booth. Yeah. And you travel back in time to when you're 13. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not masturbating. Like hopefully caught you in between. Right. You kept yourself in between those. Uh, yeah. And yeah. You, what do you do then? You can grab. Kind of time warp does that cause? You can, you can grab yourself by the cool uh, rerun vest you're wearing. Oh man! By the lapels of that, I'm just yeah. guessing because there's like honestly, I dressed 90s. the exact same way back then. Uh, <laughs> you can grab yourself by the hoodie. Um, yeah, <laughs> my little Adidas tracksuit and suede. It's suede Adidas or uh, you know low tops and, and tracksuit. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, and, um, uh, I was gonna guess you're a Fila guy, but yeah, uh, and mm -hmm. you can tell yourself something at 13. Uh, oh man! I mean, honestly, a few I, things. It doesn't have to be one thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be dead honest and real, you know, not, not, not even trying to be funny, I think the, the thing that I would tell 13-year-old me is to, uh, like, number one, stop messing around in school, make sure, because I kind of just floated through school. My dad was an engineering professor, so I was, I was smart enough to not even try and got average grades, but if I would have applied myself, I could have been like my son and probably done really good things academically. Um, I went on to have, you know, to, to get a degree in art, which is oh worthless. I mean, so, so cool. yeah, so got political I, uh, science. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Good job. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I, uh, I mean, honestly, I would tell 13 year old me also, cause that 13 year old me had just lost a bunch of weight and was playing really well, playing football very well. And I thought that was going to be my path. I was a pretty decent high school player, but I started gaining weight back, you know, like after high school. I would tell 13 year old me, don't, don't gain the weight back, stay in the weight room, lift, 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 mm -hmm. and, and keep your health in check. Cause I mean, although my weight has, you know, it's, it's been something I can joke about and all that. It's been a struggle throughout my life. You know I mean? I got up to almost 600 pounds at 30 years old. And like, yeah. uh, I didn't you know, know that. Yeah. And I gastric bypass and I dropped 300 pounds and then I've gained now almost a hundred of it back, you know? So it's like, it's, it's been a constant battle and it's been a hurdle that I, I would I'd rather tell my 13 year old me to avoid, you know, um, that way, you know, he has a happier life and, and, uh, you know, he doesn't have to use his joke to bang hot girls, you know, he could just do it with his looks. That would be neat. And then, um, 
and then yeah and also i would tell them to save money like yeah it's fun to blow money but man i made so much money between like 30 and 40 um i had a, a, a underground poker game and i was making six figures and i was just living the life you know i was going out to you know the charlie's and ruth's chris like every night for dinner and just like Oof, all the corporate everything. steakhouses <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly because that's all there really was back then you know it's like so but but i mean i i was i was i would go to the to the airport and just buy a ticket there and go somewhere like on the on a whim oh, i go i go hey man you, you want to go to vegas and i like yeah my buddy would be like when i'm like like now let's go and we would just go buy a ticket and fly and i blew so much money and it, I would tell 13-year-old me to be a little bit more responsible, have fun, but think about your future and don't be 50 years old, uh, ready to smash cakes on your belly. It's not, well, you know, don't do that. One thing I'll throw out there that I've heard a lot of people using to lose weight, and I actually, I actually been doing it the last uh, two weeks because I wanted to hit a goal for me. Is it meth? Is yeah. it meth? Because I've, It's yeah. meth. It's, uh, it's blue <laughs> meth. No, it's so it, much done. Yeah, just, you know, be careful and, you know, how you do it. Um, right. No, it's, uh, I heard, I think I heard Segura talking about it on, Tom Segura talking about it on one of his podcasts. He's been using the My uh, Fitness Pal app. And just for, just because I'm a stats yeah. nerd, I was like, let's see if I enter everything in there. And for as long as I can do it. Uh, right. And I paid for it, so I'll make myself do it because I'm cheap. And, yeah. uh, and it's actually been kind of good in, kind of surprising some of the stuff that I've been eating that I, you kind of know is bad, but it puts this like kind of scoreboard up of like, yeah, you know, I'm using, I'm actually using an app right now and it's a, it's a free one and it's similar. <laughs> it's funny. It's called fat secret. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like you, you enter, whisper into it and go, oh, I want a fucking pumpkin pie me. so bad. You still love Dude, me. I just, Don't you I just, secret I just app. ate all the fucking Oreos. <laughs> secret. And the app's like, I ain't gonna say shit. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Fact, the calories don't count, bitch. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but no, it, it you you uh you enter all Fat the food secret. in, and it, it and it tells you like you you um you put in like your current weight and what your goal weight is. And it'll tell you what your calories should be. If you want to stay in calorie mm -hmm. deficit, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't get into the details. What I need to learn is the real details, like the, the macros and all that stuff. Cause everybody's body is made up different. So it's like, I need to make sure that I, I understand better. Like the things that are going to help my body burn the best and all that. Cause everybody's different. So lately, I mean, I've lost uh, like 24 pounds since January. Nice. That's um, good. And it's just basically, you know, entering this stuff and uh, and just not eating like an asshole all the time. That's my thing now. So like, I um I do meal replacements now. Like instead of eating in the daytime, I eat um I don't know if you've heard of Built Bar, but it's a it's, a, it's like a protein bar. It actually tastes like a candy bar, but they're like a uh, hundred and thirty calories and like seventeen grams of protein. I've What's heard the them on a sugar podcast. on that though? Like have uh, something it, lined up. Very low. It's like. I think there's four grams of carbs. Have one on deck for when those get boring and not good anymore. Yeah. Cause that's and then I've been doing the, doing the protein, the, 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 the premier protein. I get those at Costco and then I'll slam one of those in the daytime, you know, just to, to keep me going. And then I have a, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a stupid slim fast commercial. I have a sensible dinner. Uh, no, but then no, I just I mean, try to, Try this, to keep my calories under fifteen hundred is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, so, no, yeah. that's look, that's low. It's tough. I, that's, that's low. That's what I've been looking yeah. at mine. I'm like, I I don't know if I've hit it more than in two weeks. I don't think I've hit it more than three times. It's yeah. It's and then on the weekend, I allow myself, you know, to that's, you know, have that's that's where it gets all. <laughs> I know. That app and I know. Reinstall it on Monday. Yeah, because in my head, I'm like, you gotta love a little bit. You're doing a show, and there's an open like I, they give you free beer. At I know these shows. The booze is the toughest for me. Drink them, fatty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I drank. I was drinking Mick Ultra at a gig a couple of weeks ago because I'm like, they're only 100 calories. I drank like 11 of them. <laughs> I didn't have a buzz. I'm like, no, I could have just drank water. This is stupid. Yeah, so. he's got me on the uh, go more booze than beer. That's helped a little bit. Uh, Liquor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I booze is liquor, right? I don't Good know. friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you I mean, switch to liquor and that. No, you need it's hard a, liquor, my friend. No, it's a little about substituting some stuff. Like if you're gonna get yeah. pizza, go thin crust on it. Like, 
Uh, I mean, if you're going to do that, like treat yourself shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you want a pizza, go thin crust over, you know. There are better options. Yeah. And that's a way to kind of wean your way. When you go, when you try to go, well, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm going cold right. turkey. It almost never works. Now, that's the thing, too, is I'm, I'm trying to uh, eat right and not feel like I'm on a diet or punishing myself because that's the problem, too. It's like you hear, like, I'm on a diet and I'm on a diet. And in, in your head, you're like, why are you being mean to me? Me? Like, yeah. Yeah. instead, like, and I try to tell them, like, my girl's been losing weight, but she's doing keto. And I was like, I don't like it because it's a plan that eventually will end, right? Like, I want to try to but figure so out how diet. to change. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. I want to just yeah. try to change okay. how I act. Yeah. You know, I want to just like, you know, exactly. your life lifestyle change. And it sounds super gay when you say it, but it's true. Like, you know, it's like, you know, well, if, I want if a you gay lifestyle to, change. I want to be. That would gay. be awesome. Yeah. I, I you don't see a lot of fat ones, but <laughs> I, um, they hide but, those. But, yeah, it's like if you were trying to walk better and you were trying to change your your, your gait, you know, and, and 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 have better posture, you wouldn't say like I'm going to do that for a month and then go back to right. walking like a caveman afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I, I kind of want to do that with food. I just want to like look. I'll just naturally, gradually lose weight slowly. I'm not going to do some crazy shit. Yeah, you know, and then like in a year from now, I'll go. Holy shit! I'm 80 pounds lighter, and I don't even feel like I tried. That's what I wanted. That's, that's what the I right. That's the right way to do try it. To do. And look, yeah, that's, yeah, it, that's how you do weight it. loss is the hardest thing. It's secretly like people, uh, you know, uh, joke about it a lot, but it's like you got to eat, and like mm-hmm. especially like if you've been uh, kind of re- rewarding yourself, or when you get stressed, go fuck it and yeah. eat whatever. Uh, that's you know that's that's the issue. The moment of weakness is is really the issue. You know. Yeah, you get crazy. Like if you starve yourself, if I starve myself for like a week, then I'm gonna lose my mind and just drink a bottle of ranch dressing. Then what did we do? What did we just? Yeah, bro, do? get yoked. Your leg power's got to be out of this world. You've been carrying around all that weight, dude. I bet. Your oh no, no, my calves are huge. Yeah, well, like that, a Samoan. That, that, I used to go to like the the gym, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and that was the thing I would do to impress people was I would get on the leg press and max it out and Fuck just yeah. push it. Yeah. But but now I'm I'm you know in my upper forties and my back is just like I had like an MRI like a year ago because I was like, oh back pain here. And they go, Oh yeah, your back's just riddled with uh, bone spurs. I'm like, so what do we do with those? And they're like, nothing. Just uh, you know, you're gonna be in pain until you die, probably. So enjoy that. <laughs> Not funny. And I go, what the <laughs> fuck is that? I go, so is there anything I can do? And the guy's like, God, get massages, smoke weed. I go, I do those things already. <laughs> it's not working. So yeah, so it's like uh, I don't know about uh, getting yoked anymore, but yeah, I would tell 13-year-old me to get yoked though. Dad, yeah, I damn believe it. My son's a he, he stopped playing football. He lost almost a hundred pounds. Whoa. Yeah. He was like, I'm not an offensive lineman anymore. So like now he's walking. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he, he turns down girls that most people would pay top dollar. For. Look, like he, I, I hope you passed on my message that having a girlfriend in college is worthless. So tell him to not have that, especially he if he's one. sick, sick. I know. Yeah. Get rid of that shit. He's almost done with college though. Right. Well, so, no, he's going into medical school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doctor. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they need to break up. What is what? <laughs> so I told him, man. He's like, we're getting an apartment together. I no, look, she's, no. What? She's, beautiful. she's, she's locking that down, girl. bro. I, t- I tried. Medical you know, school. But, come on. That, I know. You know she's going to be like, What's we, don't, it, we need I'm to not, talk to this. Kid. I don't need birth control. <laughs> needs, you yeah. don't need a condom. Just And she's going to lock it down, dude. I told him, I don't want grandkids, dude. I don't care about them. I don't want to spend money on them. Don't put a baby in her. Don't make me throw her down the stairs. I told him that, you know, but yeah. you know, he's going to make his decisions, you know, whatever he wants to do. That's the real advice. Don't throw a baby down the stairs. Not the baby. He's talking about the girlfriend. Oh, that either. Whoopsie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the no, baby if you, would be it's included. worthless to throw a baby down the stairs. They're so pliable at that age. You can't even hurt them. You can't yeah. break bones until you're five, probably. 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 Yeah. Uh, I've heard. I'd like to make a warning. This is, <laughs> this is a, a comical podcast. Yeah. That's part of my, that's part of my, uh, my corporate side. I'm working on. <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks guys. Uh, all right, I'll man. see you around, man. All right. Take care guys. Bye. Right, thanks, dude.